This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, June 7th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Presidential candidate and U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren's sweeping economic plan has yet to be fully fleshed out, but its elements include a more actively managed U.S. currency, trade agreements with an explicit focus on American jobs, and a new Department of Economic Development that would, among other things, manage programs related to trade. Cato's Simon Lester comments. Under the guise of protecting American jobs, Elizabeth Warren has unveiled her plan for what she calls uh, economic patriotism. This sounds a lot like America first. It sounds like the kind of thing that you could offer up in defense of things like uh, tariffs. Uh, She offers it up as a defense on uh, higher taxes on the wealth of uh, extremely wealthy people in the United States. What do you make of of what she's laid out? And I, I should mention this was an article that uh, her team placed on Medium. Yeah. And I think she actually gave this as a speech. I didn't sort of actually, I didn't verify that, but the way I saw it reported was she actually delivered this as a speech as well. And it, it seems like she's, you know, going for the America first vote. You know, she's trying to reach out to Trump voters who some people think were swayed by that message and see if she can she, she, see if she can bring them along, bring them into her fold. And I, I don't rule out that it's possible that it works as a, as a matter of politics. What we'll see um, in terms of policy. One thing I would say is that there's still more to come here. So what she's given us so far focuses on manufacturing, but she says in there that there's more stuff coming and she mentions trade policy. So we may get some more details on trade policy later. What she put out yesterday doesn't say a whole lot about tariffs. Um, so we don't, I mean, she in the past has said tariffs are not really, you know, inherently bad or good. You know, they can just be used for in good or bad ways. So we'll see. I'm a little nervous about what she has to say about tariffs, but she hasn't said that much yet. What she's doing in this plan is basically pushing for more subsidies to encourage U.S. manufacturing and then more regulation um, to make sure that that manufacturing does what she wants. Um, so it's it's a big government industrial policy plan. Um, a point she makes in there, which I think is actually true, is we kind of do industrial policy already with our military spending. Um, you know, it may be that what we end up seeing under a President Warren would be a shift of uh, military spending to sort of pure um, industrial development uh, sort of subsidies. Um, to me, they're both bad. Uh, it, it might be a little better, I guess, not to, to waste things on, on the military and, and waste them domestically because then at least you don't get into a war. Um, but but basically, it's just it's a big government plan that uses the, the rhetoric and the tone of America first. Uh, to appeal to Trump voters, I guess. So what do you view as, uh, what's the best thing about it <laughs> in your view, if you had to pick? Is there anything good about this? Uh, I, I don't see a lot of positive except that it's it's a less harsh form of the, of, of the Trump approach. So it may be, it's a slight improvement. Um, but yeah, I don't see anything good in here. You know, I can imagine that when she gets to trade policy, She'll have a little more nuanced approach to to dealing with other governments um, as opposed to the Trump approach of just imposing tariffs on everyone. I don't think she'll necessarily approach it that way. Um, But in terms of what she's setting out here, um, this may be as bad as it get as it can get, because it's just, you know, she doesn't give numbers, but the, the tone of it suggests we're going to be giving we're going to be the federal government's going to be spending a lot of money to promote whatever industries uh, somebody at the time thinks are important. You know, obviously green manufacturing is going to be one of them, although this 
specific plan that we're looking at doesn't doesn't deal with those. So uh, it, it's a big government spending plan. There's no way around it. I think she would you know acknowledge that and you know proclaim that as one of his benefits. Uh, one of the elements. This is again from the medium piece. More actively manage our current currency value to promote exports and domestic manufacturing. Uh, she's she writes here. One of the most important factors of our trade deficit and our weak export levels is the value of our currency. Other countries have actively managed the value of their currency to boost exports and develop domestic industries. Uh, foreign investors and central banks have driven up the value of our currency for their own benefit. We should consider a number of tools and work with other countries harmed by currency misalignment to produce a currency value that's better for workers and industries. Well, it's interesting because Trump does a lot of criticizing of foreign governments who are cheating us. Uh, Warren seems to look at what they do and say, hey, that's a good idea. We should do that same thing. And she, she wants to sort of emulate them. And so there have been a lot of criticisms of, of China, but also a number of other countries of manipulating their currency to, to their advantage. And, you know, she doesn't give a lot of details there, but it sounds like she's saying that's a good idea. We should do that, too. Now, you need to bring in an economist here to to get to the bottom of this. I mean, I, I think it's it's problematic in a number of ways. I mean, right now, sort of the dollar is the the main global currency, um, and in part that's because we don't manipulate it and people have confidence in it. Uh, if we start manipulating it, um, lowering its value, if we think it should be lower, uh, maybe that undermines its role as the global reserve currency, and you know that 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 may be you know bad for our economy and for for the world economy. But uh, you know, again, you 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 need an economist to come in to to get into the details of that. There's a heavy focus here in general on exports. Uh, there is not a big focus here on imports. And, and I understand why there's a, there's a broad conception, exports good, imports bad. But of course, uh, American manufacturers need imports. Yes, she doesn't really acknowledge that. She doesn't get into it. You sort of leaves you wondering what she thinks about it. I suppose it's better, um, you know, with somebody like Trump, he actually actively denigrates imports. He doesn't want them. Um, I, I suppose it's good that she seems neutral about it and doesn't mention them. Um, but, you know, ideally, you'd have somebody who could talk about trade as exports and imports and would see the the benefits of each. Um, yeah, she's focused on uh, subsidies in general and then promoting exports uh, in particular. You know, and sometimes those overlap. Uh, yeah, I, I, it would be nice if if somebody would you know get through to her and say, hey, you know, imp imports can be good. Look at all these foreign companies who who produce in the United States, and, and sometimes they import their their own parts and then they assemble them in the United States. Uh, you know, imports uh, lower prices; they're good for consumers. I mean, one of the things that's interesting about Elizabeth Warren, and it doesn't really come out in this piece, is she's talked a lot about the lack of competition in the economy. Um, and I, you know, I think you and I would both agree competition is good, and there should be more of it, but Imports are a great way to get that. Uh, if you're worried about domestic monopolies, hey, bring some foreigners in to, in to compete. That will that will give you a real competitive market. And I feel like that is something that she should advocate for, um, but she may be reluctant because obviously she's you know making calls for economic patriotism, and so you know her, it, it sort of undermine. You know, it, it would be an in, inconsistent. You know, she has these two sort of competing things going on, and she probably can't have both. Uh, Elizabeth Warren would like to create a Department of Economic Development, and uh, she writes here, all of our trade-related programs will fall within this new department. Uh, by putting them all within this new department, we'll make clear that trade policy must defend and create American jobs. 
there's always some proposal to to reshuffle government agencies, and I'm skeptical that that's going to make a big difference, um, whether you have them separated, whether you you name them this versus that. Um, But one of the main uh, points she makes there is that she thinks the U.S. Trade Representative's office is controlled by uh, special interests, by by corporate lobbyists. Um, It seems to me, though, that if you create this big new government agency and give it a lot of money. You know, again, we don't have numbers, but she's making it pretty clear. We're going to spend a lot of money um, in ways that help uh, U.S. businesses. Uh, the, the lobbying is only going to intensify. I mean, this is not a way to break the grip of special interests on government. If anything, this looks like it's going to make it worse. Elizabeth Warren was one of the driving forces behind the uh, Consumer Protection Bureau that uh, exists now in the federal government. And if you look at the read between the lines and read the fine print of what that agency has the power to do and the degree to which the neither the executive nor the legislative branch really have uh, control over that agency. It's it's not particularly accountable, at least in law, uh, to either the executive or legislative branch. One imagines that uh, the Department of Economic Development that she would like to create would be similarly placed beyond the reach of what she describes as, you know, the special interests, corporate executives and lobbyists, uh, and that it would have teeth in in a way that ultimately does not make that agency particularly accountable. I don't know yet. This, these these early stage uh, speeches about uh, about these kinds of things leave a lot of those details out. It, it could go that way, right? As you said, I mean, she doesn't really specify. Look, what we've seen with with President Trump and his Commerce Department is. Uh, they've done a lot of things um, that uh, they've sort of bent the rules, pushed the boundaries. Um, when you have a, a president who wants a particular agency to be active and gives them the discretion to sort of do what they want, yeah, they're going to be pretty powerful. Um, I mean, we're seeing that with Trump and his Commerce Department and his U.S. Trade Representative's office. We could see the same thing with the Department of Economic Development. Um, you know, it depends a lot on you know who, who's put in charge of it. You know, does she put uh, you know strong personalities with sort of an activist bent in there? I I think I think she will. I mean, it seems like she's going in that direction. But you know, we don't sort of have the the statutory authority authority drawn up, and we don't know the the, the people who are involved. But yes, this looks like it's going to be a a big new powerful government agency that's going to be doing a whole lot of things. Simon Lester is a trade policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 